Happy New Year! How exciting is this? A brand new year and worshiping the Lord. Bill, just keep playing if you would. I'm going to leave all you guys up here. I'm going to be quick. We're going to have communion. We're going to have an anointing service. And uh, it's going to have a great time in the Lord. I'm excited for what God has. How many have an anticipation beside me? Amen. Amen. I have a great anticipation for what the Lord wants to do. And uh, isn't it awesome that I said as we were opening in prayer that he's the God of new. Think about today you woke up, you got to start a brand new day. Amen. Tomorrow's Monday, we get to start a brand new week. Amen. Today's the 1st of January, we get to start a brand new month. It's the 1st of 2017, we get to start a brand new year. Isn't it awesome? He's the God of the new. Amen. And the psalmist said, you know what, besides that, his mercies are new every morning. And then when you read Psalms 136, you find out that those mercies that are new every morning, they endure forever. Isn't God good? Amen. Such goodness that God has given to us. And so this morning, I want to encourage you in these next few moments that we have together. First of all, thank you for coming out on New Year's Day. And that I know with everything we have going on, all the changes and everything, and all the celebration and family, that it's so awesome that you would come worship with us today. But I believe God has something special for us. And uh, at the end of service, we're going to be just praying and anointing everybody who wants to come forward and be anointed for this new year. I believe God is really, I don't know how to say that any other way. I just believe this is going to be a year of something great in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, open up to Philippians chapter 3. And while you're turning there, let me just remind you, uh, February uh, coming up on, on the 18th of Fe- or the 16th of February is uh, our, our, our March for the Dream in Sacramento, the MLK March that Monday. And I just encourage you, the information is in there. Pray about coming and walking with us and being a part of that. going to be such always such an amazing time and great way to make connections and meet new friends. And uh, so we encourage you to come out and to be a part of that. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about our prayer and fasting here as we finish service this morning. Before we just get into this, if you guys are ready back there, we're going to roll a clip for you. And uh, this is just entitled A Clean Slate. How many glad that God allows us, glad that God allows us to do things new, fresh, that He is cleansing for our life? How many like 1 John 1 9, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us? How about you? I've made a few mistakes since I got saved. Amen. I'm glad I can get them cleansed. I can get them washed. I can be cleansed from all unright. How many of you are glad that when you put your clothes in the laundry and you wash them, uh, you, you don't have to deal with all that old dirt and all that old stuff just gets out? Come on. How many know a cleansing is good? Amen. Just getting clean clothes and taking them out. They smell fresh and all that. It's so wonderful. That's what the blood of Christ does for us. And you know what? When you pull them out, you don't remember all the dirt that was in your laundry, do you? Amen. You're just glad it went down the drain. Somebody ought to shout amen. Come on, when we confess that stuff, God washes that down the drain. We're going to read a scripture this morning just declares that God doesn't remember our sins. How many are thankful for that? Amen. Guys, if you're ready, go ahead and roll that clip for us today on a clean slate.
Amen. His mercies endure forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for a new year. We thank you for a new day. We thank you for a new week. Thank you for a new month. Lord, we thank you for a new hope and a new future, Lord. We thank you, Lord, today we stand on the threshold, the precipice of the new that you desire to do in our lives. Father, we're thankful for everything that you have done that has brought us to this point. Father, your hand has has been at work in our lives and your plan has been fulfilled to get us to this point at this place in our life with everything that we've been through so that we can enter into the hope and the future that you have for us. So Father, we're thankful to today. Holy Spirit, speak to our heart. Encourage us today. Cause our eyes to look forward to have vision that looks to see what lies behold for us in all that you prepared. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Look at the cover of your outline just as we go through this. We are preparing for an exodus. How many are ready for an exodus? Amen. Amen. We're preparing for an exodus. So we're going to spend these first 21 days in prayer and fasting. That's what we're inviting you to do, to decide right now. If I'm going to get ready for something, then I need to get ready. I want God to do something new. Well, in order to have something new, you have to do something you haven't done before. Amen. And you have to get ready that. You have to make some changes. And that. So prepare. Set some time aside. Purpose and seek the Lord how he would have you fast. Talk to the Lord about it. And, and then give yourself to dedicated times of prayer during these next 21 days. See, I declared this. I'm standing on the word, <coughs> excuse me, that the Lord spoke into my spirit in 2017. That it will be a year of coming out. Being led out of bondages, poverty, and sickness. How many would agree? You have to stay up with me, guys, on the PowerPoint. Amen. A year of yokes being destroyed and burdens being broken. A year of deliverance and the power of the Holy Spirit being made manifest through our lives as we prepare the way of the Lord. How many are prepared to do that? I'm going to prepare the way of the Lord. Look at there. Put it in in there. Philippians 3. Look at it up here. Look what it says. Philippians chapter 3. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended (coughs) Excuse me, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which what? Are behind and what? Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I want you to hear me this morning. It is so important in moving forward in an exodus. You have to forget the past. More than anything else, I I preached on it a few weeks ago on forgetting the past in just that one area, that in order to do that, how do you forgive somebody 470 times in one day, 490 times in a day, 70 times 7, how do you do that? Every time has to be the first time. Amen. And that's what God does for us. I just said, when we ask for His forgiveness, He cleanses us. He never brings up your yesterday into your today. And you have to learn how to do that. Live in the now with God. Concerning yourself, concerning others that you're around. Just let that thing go. Don't be a dragger of the past. Amen. Don't drag it with you. Praise the Lord. So what do we do? We're preparing for an exodus. What does that mean? The way you leave determines how you enter or if you enter. How you go out determines whether you enter or not. And it determines how you enter. So it's so important how we prepare to enter into what God has for us. Because coming out of bondage is no good if we don't enter the promise. How many would agree? No good. I don't want to be out there just wandering in the wilderness. I want to be, come on. It is so sad when you read the account of Exodus that only two out of that generation, only a Joshua and a Caleb entered in. 
Amen. I want to be of those two. Praise the Lord. Think about it. We need to be living in the now with God. By that it means bury the old man and don't let the devil bring him up against you again. Too many of us live with our eyes fixed on what happened yesterday. The experiences of our past. Broken childhoods. Disappointments. Discouragement. Come on. Let all that stuff go. That is gone. We've turned the page on a new life. We've turned the page on a new year. This is a brand new day. It's time to say, hey, I'm not going to look at that anymore. I'm not going back. I'm living in the now with God. And I'm moving forward in the exodus that he has for my life. Everything God does is in the now. He doesn't do anything in the God does not go backwards. He just doesn't. He's in the now and he moves forward. Hebrews 11 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what do we do? Hear me this morning. Never let the voice of the grave of your path speak louder into your life than the voice of God in your presence. I said that a couple weeks ago, but it's so important to hear that in a brand new season. Never let the voice of yesterday have an audience in your today. Amen. When I'm listening to that, it brings me back. And there are things that you have to do with. There are things that we have to interact with the past and circumstances and situations. Sometimes we're getting over the harvest of what we sowed in the past. And God's bringing us through that. But grace gives us the ability to get through and reap the, and get past the harvest of those bad choices, those bad decisions, and to sow good seed. And the only way to sow good seed is by living in the now and sowing forward for the hope and the future that God has for us. Amen? So hear me. God is in the present and the future, not in the past. Everything he does in our lives is in the now and moves forward. People and the devil and even we ourselves bring up our past against us. But never God. I have never been in prayer. I have never been seeking the Lord. And God reminded me of my failures. Amen. He always speaks to us about the hope and the future that he has for us. Are you with me this morning? Think about it. Satan can only discuss your yesterday because that is the only info he has about us. Do you hear me? Your water. Toss. You can do it. Oh, I had confidence in you. You didn't know she used to be a fast pitch. In her early years, they called her the windmill Wanda, man. So, fling it. You can bring it. Amen. Huh, honey? Yeah, I think I'm making this stuff up. Amen. See, Satan can only discuss your yesterday because that is the only info he has about us. He cannot see you. You need to understand that the devil cannot see your future. So don't let him bring your past into your present. Refuse. And so what he does, he brings that up to keep you from moving forward. To keep you from reaching what God has laid before you. See, outside of what is revealed in God's Word, so He tries to convince us that our past is the pattern for our future. How many know that the Bible says you're raised in newness of life? 
come on. We're, we're baptized with him in, in, in water. And then we're raised in him of newness of life. You know that new life has nothing of the old connected to it? Amen. We have new life in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. All things what? All, thing, all things what? Become new. So we're called to live in that new with God. See, Jesus always talks about our future because he is the author and the finisher of it. And has gone ahead to prepare a place for us in it. We read it in John chapter 14. I go to prepare a place for you. He has covered our past with his blood. So we want to live for the future and frustrate the devil. How many going to do that? Going to live for the future and frustrate the devil. Amen. Come on, just make him mad. He'll get mad when you won't let him talk about your past. He'll get fuzzed up when you won't let him bring up all those incidences of yesterday. That's all right. Just let him steam. How many have ever seen a kid all fuzzed up and you just laugh down? They're not getting their way. And they throw a temper tantrum. Just laugh at the devil while he throws his temper tantrum and keep moving forward in God. Amen? Amen. And sometimes that temper tantrum will come through people around you. But don't be distracted by it. Hallelujah. So what are you going to do? Prepare for the new that God has for you. This year, this is a year of exodus and leaving the old behind. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Isaiah 43. I want to read this this morning. And as you're turning there, I'm going to read it to you out of the, out, out of the New Living Translation. But I want you to hear it this morning. Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to begin in verse 1. But there's four things, and I shared these Tuesday night. If you missed Tuesday night, maybe you get the CD. But there's four things. If you're going to have an exodus, there's four things that you're going to have to do. Number one, you're going to have to desire to leave. In order to get out, you have to desire to leave. You have to desire to leave where you are. You have to desire to go to the place that God has for you. Secondly, you must be willing to embrace change on every level. How many know the nation of Israel come out? Everything about their life changed. On every level, everything changed. So if you want God to do something, be ready for change. What we do is we want change, but we don't want everything to change. That's how people have trouble getting saved. They want to be born again. They just don't want to live a new life. Moving right along. Number three, we must be willing to leave the security of the present for the unknown of the future. Too many people hold on to security. Many times there's so much negative in the present, but, but it's familiar. So we hold on to it. But in order to enter into your exit, you have to be willing to leave the security of your present. And number four, you must refuse to listen to the voice of unbelief. Amen. Listen to Isaiah 43 as, as we read this. You can follow along. I'm reading the New Living Translation. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. How many know God created you? Listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you said, Don't be afraid, for I have ransomed you. How many know the blood of Jesus paid for you to bring you out? Don't be afraid. I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, 
excuse me, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopian Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. How many are glad God loves you? Amen. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and the west. Verse 6, I will say to the north and the south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created. How many can believe in me this year? We can see salvations off of this wall. Amen. Come on, God will bring them in. Verse 8, but out of the people who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together. Assemble the peoples of the world. Which of their idols has ever foretold such things? Which can predict what happened tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witness, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am Loan him God. There is no other God. There never has been. There never will be. Somebody shout amen. Come on, listen. Verse 11. Yes, I am the Lord and there is no other Savior. First I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are my witness that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. Woo! No one can snatch you out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Here's the best part. Look at verses 14 down. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Come on, everybody look up here. We're going to have communion. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The same promise of redemption belongs to you and I. Hallelujah. Your Redeemer, for your sakes I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they're so proud of. How many like it when the enemy goes out in their devices they set against you? Amen. I am the Lord who opened a way through the water, making a path making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. They're like snuffed out, their, their lives snuffed out like smoldering candle wick. Verse 18, now watch it. But forget all that. Wow. God declares all that and brings this point and says, hey, forget all that. What I'm telling you this morning, thank God for everything he's done. Thank God for his redemption. Thank God for his deliverance. Thank God for every victory he's ever had. Thank God for the good. Thank God for the bad. But this is a new day. This is a new year. And we're going to forget all that. Look what he said. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. But 
But my dear family, Jacob, you refuse to ask for my help. You have grown tired of me, Israel. You have not brought me sheep or goats or burnt offering, nor have you honored me with sacrifices, though I have not burdened and wearied you with requests for grain offerings and frankincense. You have not brought me fragrant calamus or pleased me with the fat of sacrifice. Instead, you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your fault. There's 25. Yes, I I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and I will never think of them again. So God declares all that. He says in the middle of that, people don't turn, but I'm the God who forgives. I'm the God who restores. How many are thankful for that today? Amen. Hallelujah. So watch this. Know this. Whenever God desires to do a mighty work through his people corporately, he does it by doing a mighty work work through their lives individually. How many are ready for God to do something great in your life so he can do great something great in the body of Christ? Amen. Think about it. Get ready for it and set your faith in agreement with the deliverance, increase, healing, and promotion God has for your life. It is time for our exodus. How many could say amen this morning? Amen. I'm going to ask the ushers to come if you would. We're going to have communion right now. That pastor, this is a strange place for communion in the service. Yes, we're doing everything new. But we always do it at the beginning, right after the second song. Amen. Good. We're doing it right here in the important part. You say, Pastor, why are we having communion right now? This communion declares your new beginning in God. Communion declares that Jesus died to give every person who would believe in Him a brand new beginning. And we are sealing this year in communion, in remembering the body that was broken and the blood that was shed. Not for us to drag our path, not for us to live in our path, not for us to be burdened by what happened yesterday, but to live alive and to live fresh and new with Him. Amen? Every day in Him, He offers that. That daily we get up and we remember, Lord, you, you renew us day by day. Every day is a new beginning in you. Every day we're moving forward. We're living forward, pressing towards the mark, as Paul said. He said, hey, this one thing I do, I forget the path. I refuse to allow people to remind me that I was a persecutor of the church. I was. When he shares his testimony, this is what I did. But then he gets to the road to Damascus and said, but you know what? Then the Lord appeared to me, knowing knowing." everything I was do you understand that knowing everything that Paul was the Lord appeared to him and saved him and listen to what he said to Ananias when he said Ananias you go pray for Saul he's praying to one Simon the Tanner's house and he's seen a man named Ananias come to pray for him to receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit and Ananias goes oh no Lord I've heard about that man I know about his path the answer of the Lord was He is a chosen vessel of mine. Hallelujah. Come on. Regardless of your path, you are a chosen vessel of God. The Lord refused to let Ananias bring up Paul's past against him. How many can agree that God do the same thing for you? Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the life 
and the blood of your son Jesus Christ. Lord, today we come. We're on the precipice, this threshold of a brand new year. We believe that 2017 is going to be an exodus like we have never seen before. A year when things that have tried to hold on to it, things that have been dragging along with it, things are going to fall off. Yokes and chains and bondages, thick sicknesses and burdens are going to be broken. Poverty and lack is going to be diminished. We are people who are going to move forward and possess and declare that our God still reigns. Our God still heals. Our God still delivers. And our God still brings us out with the mighty hand. So Father, today we thank you for the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we come to remember that we've been made new through Him in Jesus' name. Would you come and let the ushers serve you? Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Oh man, I hope you hear it. I hope you can hear it today. All that God has for you. I hope you understand what you're holding in your hands right now. Remembering. Remembering. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. This is the price. This is the redemption. See, God told Israel, others gave their lives for you to be redeemed. For you and I, Jesus was the price of our ransom. And you hold in your hands the price of your possession. God said, you cost this much, and I'm willing to pay it. I'm willing to pay the price of redeeming you, bringing you out of the place of captivity and bringing you into the land of my promise fully and completely not part way not halfway not almost there not just being able to see it but entering into it fully and completely father today we thank you we hold in our hand the remembrance we hold an element that reminds us of the body of your son broken for us we believe today with all of our hearts that through his brokenness we receive wholeness. And in Jesus' name, we remember all that we have been redeemed to and we rejoice in it. In Jesus' name. Would you receive the blood, the bread with me? Father, we thank you for the cup that reminds us of the blood that was shed. Lord, in Hebrews 11, the writer said that the blood of Enoch, of Abel, excuse me, still speaks. The blood of Abel still speaks. If his blood still speaks, how much more the blood of your son speaking on our behalf, declaring our forgiveness and our covering. Father, we thank you this morning that when the enemy rises up with the voice of accusation, the voice of remembrance trying to drag the path, when the voice of death tries to speak into our new life, we thank you that the blood speaks on our behalf. Your blood has a voice in our life, and it declares our redemption. So, Father, we thank you for that today. We thank you for the blood that covers us and speaks of our victory and our freedom. In Jesus' name, would you receive with me? Amen. 
Somebody ought to shout amen. 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 Come on, after communion, you ought to just shout. Hallelujah. God is so good.